471. He the pearly gates will open. Beautiful hymn, 471. Love divine so great and wondrous, deep and mighty, pure sublime, coming from the heart of Jesus, just to sing through test of time. He the pearly gates will open, so that I may enter in, for he purchased my Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 3. And uh, I'm going to take the time this evening and just uh, uh, preach on one of my favorite verses from the Bible. And uh, sometimes people ask, where, where did the ch name Open Door Bible Baptist Church come from? And... Uh, some of you know the history, my history. I was raised in Westminster, Maryland, and the name of the church I grew up in was called Church of the Open Door. Now, I, I kind of like that name, and, uh, but it has some connotations there that just aren't quite all there uh, because uh, we, call it, uh, we call our church Open Door Bible Baptist. And, and there's a reason I'm going to go through the verse tonight. But our doors are open to anyone that comes in, anyone willing to walk through those doors, they're open. But we make no apologies 
for who and what we are. Amen? We are a Bible-believing Baptist church. Uh, we're not a fellowship. We're not a Bible study. We're not a feel-good group. We're not a social club. Uh, we're a church. And uh, there's a reason why we're a church, because that's God's plan. Uh, there's no other way. I mean, you search your Bible, and if you go from Acts chapter 2 to Revelation chapter 4, everything you're going to see, find, and, and see presented there is in the context of the local church. And someone said, Oh, Pastor, I don't see that. Well, what about and the letter to the church at Romans, uh, at, at Rome, and the letter to the church at Galatians, and the letter to the church at Corinth? And. Uh, Paul and, and, and Barnabas were sent out by the church at Antioch. And when they were done their missionary journey, they went back and they visited. And then they went out again and, and uh, they, they continued uh, that pattern until Paul was put in prison. And then we get to the book of Revelation. And chapters 1 and 2, we have uh, chapter 1, actually, we have John in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. He was exiled on this island called Patmos. I've never been there. I've seen pictures of it. It's just a, uh, a piece of rock in the Aegean Sea. He was, he was put there. He was left there uh, by himself because they couldn't stop that man from preaching the message of Jesus Christ. Now, I like that. Amen. And uh, it says that he was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day and he turned around and guess who showed up? The Lord Jesus Christ. He said, John, I've got a message that I want you to write down. He said, the words of that message, he said, it's going to happen soon. And the whole outline of the book of Revelation is in that one verse, the things which thou hast seen, the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. That's the outline of the book of Revelation. Just follow what the Bible says. And, and Jesus gives letters to seven churches. And I have picked up so many commentaries that have tried to make these seven churches the history of the church. How that the first church was the church that left its first love and then the next church was this. And You know what? I, I found churches that are alive and well today that have left their first love, just like the church of Ephesus. There are churches that are dead and horrible today, just like the church at Sardis. Uh, there, are, there are lukewarm churches today. Now, the one, one of the reasons I, I have a problem with that is they all say, almost without exception, that this church at Philadelphia, the church we're going to look at, is the church in revival. Now, here's the only problem with that. As Jesus lists the characteristics of that church, the first characteristic is, Thou hast a little strength. Now, when the church is in revival, it does not have a little strength. It has tremendous influence and power. You see, God put these things in here because there are all kinds of churches going on today. And the one thing that is in particular in common, I meant to say, 
with all seven of these churches is Jesus claims that each one of these churches is his. From the two churches he has nothing bad to say to the two churches he has nothing good to say about. He says, these are my churches. Jezebel was teaching in one of Jesus' churches. And I assure you, the spirit of Jezebel is alive and well, but that's not where we're going today. Uh, I like the name Open Door, but there's got to be a purpose. And uh, we come down here, and uh, my wife will tell you, we prayed since the, uh, the beginning, before there ever was an Open Door Bible Baptist Church, that God would give us some doors to open. I think it's kind of interesting that there's three out front. Amen. And uh, let's just, I want to read the letter and then we'll get into these characteristics here. It says in verse 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, here's the message to this church at Philadelphia. And I believe that, that we can ask God, and I have asked God many times, to pattern our church like this church. Because we need God to open the door for us. Amen? And we can spend time tonight just talking about all the doors that God has opened in the short little history, nearly... Uh, let me see, well, this October will be our 14th anniversary as a church. And uh, it hardly seems like yesterday we were moving into Astoria and we were all excited and passing out tracks and uh, the Marshall family was here and Brother Clayton was here. In fact, there were more of them than there were of us. In fact, in those days, uh, there was only... Uh, four Montoros all together. That kind of mom and dad and all the kids. And, and uh, a few things have transpired over the years. And there's a few more of them than there was back then. And, uh, but uh, as we started, remember praying that God would give us an open door. And some of uh, our older members will remember 
all of the time in the basement of the Yugoslavian Seventh-day Adventist Church. What an exciting place. No, not really. Uh, but uh, we saw God do some special things there. And uh, then he brought us over here one night. Brother Clayton, Brother Marshall, and I said, we've got to find a place that can be a permanent place. But God's going to have to do the miracles. And Brother Marshall drugged me kicking and screaming. He wouldn't wait the next day to the real estate office to put an offer in on this place. And uh, we went in and put an offer, and those silly people accepted it. If they had any idea who they were talking to, they would have laughed us out of the office. I remember saying to the, to the agent, I said, uh, what kind of offer do you think they'll accept? He said, well, he said, I got a whole stack of offers here. He said, 650000 from this group. And he said, there's a mosque that wants to buy this place. He says, I don't think they want to sell to a mosque. But, uh, and there's a church, this kind of church and that kind of church. And he said, but he said, the, the highest bid, 650000 He said, I think if you offered them 700000 they they might just take it. I said, well, what do we have to lose if they take it and we don't have the money? He said, nothing but your reputation. I said, that's cheap. Brother Marshall... Uh, let's give them 700000 And the real estate agent's looking at us like, where are you two Looney Tunes coming from? And, but he wrote it down and he put it in and guess what? They took it. And they decided that they wouldn't charge us interest and that they would hold the mortgage for the first three years. They only wanted one payment, $200,000 a year. And uh, the rest is history. Because this place is paid for. That's why one of the reasons we call it the miracle on 35th Street. Amen. Because it truly is. And it says, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, the key to the kingdom, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. It says, Behold, I have set before thee an open door. Now, the main reason we call our church Open Door is not because our doors are open for people to come in. The main reason we, we have called our church by this name is because we want God to open the door and keep it open for us to serve Him in these last days. And we praise the Lord that He has done that for nearly 14 years. But I want us to look at these characteristics here. And I want us to understand a few things. He says, here, three characteristics. It says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength. Now, that is not a complimentary statement. Sometimes uh, uh, the boys and I will be joking around and and they'll be making muscles. See how strong I am, Dad? And I'll grab the bottom of it and hang it out there at the bottom and show them how squishy it is. And, and uh, uh, thou hast a little strength is not a complimentary phrase. Now, is it? What Jesus is saying here is, what is going on here in this church at Philadelphia is not because of the people in the church 
at Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia is a real city. No, it's not 80 miles south of here in Pennsylvania. It was in the modern-day country of Turkey. It was the, uh, called the city of, of brotherly love. Uh, the one in Pennsylvania is the city of brotherly shove, right? And, um, and he, he said, listen, what is going on in this church, in this city, is not because of the people in that church. It's because of the Lord of that church. He said, thou hast a little strength. Later on, he, he gives a warning to this church. He says, you hold fast that which you have that no man can take your crown. And, and there is a warning there that we need to take because that we can lose what God has given us if we're not careful. As far as I'm concerned as a pastor, Sunday night is one of the most important meetings, if not the most important meeting of the week. It's the prayer meeting. It is the time when we ask you to do something. I mean, we ask you Sunday morning to come and sing and, and to participate in the offering and all of those things, but Sunday night, you need to come prepared to work. Real prayer is not just grabbing your prayer list. Dear Lord Jesus, please help us. Amen. Okay, we're done. Let's go. That's not prayer. We're to pour out our souls to God. Amen. We have some real needs that we're going to talk about tonight. We need to pray. Because it's not in us. We just have a little strength. You know, there's so many things we just can't figure out. We don't know. But if we'll look to Jesus, hey, let's be honest. We have a little strength. We had 83 this morning, and I'm... Looking out here, it looks like if we count the nursery and everybody somewhere around 31, maybe two, something. I don't, I didn't get an actual count. And uh, we need to understand we have a little strength. Now, there's two things that come next. It says, and has kept my word. If I have something that, that I spend a lot of time on, I don't know that we have a service here at Open Door Bible Baptist where somewhere in that message we do not mention the words of this book called the Bible. Because that's what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to keep those words. Guess what? Some of those words said, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but much more as you see the day approaching. Guess what? You're keeping that word by showing up tonight. Amen? Keeping God's word is not a complicated thing. You know, if you spend some time keeping God's word, it'll keep you from losing a whole lot of other things. Say, I just got so confused, I lost my head. Did you really? How'd you get it back on? But people say those things all the time. You keep God's word, you won't lose your head, amen? 
I don't know how so many people lose their temper, but they seem to find it the next time they need it. Ever notice that? And I'm not preaching at you. I'm telling you that, I mean, that temper thing, boy, that's a tough one. It's easy to get upset. But if we keep his word, we might not lose our temper so much. Amen. We might not lose our patience. I have yet to find, I have yet to trip over anybody's patience. They keep talking about losing it, but. I mean, there's a lot of things we can lose, my friends. But we'll keep it if we keep this word. And, and we'll be better off if we don't lose our tempers and our patience and our head and our wits and our, a lot of other things. That, I mean, uh, you know, one thing I don't think anyone's ever lost at Open Door Bible Baptist Church is their wallet. I don't think anyone's ever lost a wallet at church. They always manage to find that before they get out. Just a little thought. little joke. But he said to this church, he said, you have a little strength, but you've kept my word. That tells us that it's possible to keep God's Word. Amen? It's not a complex thing. It's not something only for the preacher. It's, it's something for each one of us every day. Just think about the situations you're faced with. God has given you an opportunity to keep His Word. And I'll tell you, one of the best ways you can keep His Word is by giving it away. Amen? By just stuff a few tracks in your pockets. If you don't have some, if there's not, if everybody's taking them off the table out there, let us know. We'll get you some more. Take a few tracks with you wherever you go. Invite people. Let them know. And keep His Word. And then this last phrase... The last thing that we're going to look at is, and has not denied my name. Now we look at that and we say, how in the world can I deny Jesus' name? I mean, I'm not like Peter where people are saying, are you a Christian? You're one of his disciples. No, not me. Not me. Well, Peter certainly denied his name when he did that. You remember what we call the Lord's Prayer. It's actually the disciples' prayer. It's the directions for how we ought to pray. Jesus told us that we ought to pray to the Father in His name, under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Our Father which art in heaven, say the next phrase with me. Hallowed be thy name. Holy, separate, Special, alone. Jesus' name is above all names. Don't walk around going, gee whiz. That's using Jesus' name. That's where that comes from. It's, it's a slang for the name of our Savior. I hear people, fairly regular, 
of stand, I remember standing in line at the post office one time and the guy just took Jesus' name in vain right behind me several times. I just turned around and said, wait a minute, it's not his fault. He looks at me and says, what are you saying? I said, it's not Jesus' fault that this line, if you want to curse somebody, why don't you go up there to the window and curse the person behind the window? That's whose fault it is. It's not Jesus' fault. He said, who made you God? I said, nobody. I said, but I don't appreciate you taking the Lord's name in vain. And uh, I thought maybe he was going to get in a fist fight with me. But praise the Lord, he's only about that tall and he decided he'd better not. But uh, the, the simple truth of the matter is, hey, wait a minute. Jesus' name is not a curse word. But how do we deny his name? We deny his name when we try to figure things out on our own instead of taking our problems to God in Jesus' name through prayer. Guilty? Guilty. We deny Jesus' name when we do not keep his word when we behave in such a way as to bring reproach upon the name of Jesus Christ. Guilty? Yeah. We do these things all the time. We want God's blessing upon Open Door Bible Baptist Church. We want it to be a church like the church in Philadelphia. There's three things. Number one, be honest. Thou hast a little strength. That's not a compliment. That's a warning. Do not trust in what you are, what you have, and your reserve power, because it's not enough. And all God's people said, number two, has kept my word. Just obey it. But there's so many things in there I don't understand. Well, that's okay. Obey the parts you do understand. And by the time you get done doing that, you'll be in heaven. You'll understand everything. Amen? I mean, just get a hold of this little book called the Bible. You don't have to do everything. Just do what you can that day. Amen? Keep His Word. And all God's people said and has not denied my name. And all God's people said, that's the key to God's blessings. As your pastor, I want Open Door Bible Baptist Church to be like the Philadelphia church. I remember Brother Clayton told me, he said, now Pete, when you go in there to start that church, you've got to understand that you're in New York City uh, you may never have a church. It may be a mission all, all your life. He said, well, I think, I think God can start a church. I'm praying that he'll start a church. We've got a church today, amen? We're no longer getting help from other churches. We're helping other churches. I like that. But we're not strong like some churches are. Brother Davidson, in the video, he's the president of Heartland. Their church gives 
over a million dollars just to missions every year. That's just their missions budget. I'll tell you, there's some strong churches out there. Uh, Open Door Bible Baptist Church? Mm-mm. Isn't one of them. But that's okay. Because we're going to be the kind of church Jesus made us. Amen? And it's okay to have a little strength, as long as you're honest about it. The, bi uh, the one man said, your weakness is not the problem. It's not knowing your weakness. That's the problem. And if we'll just be honest, thou hast a little strength. Hey, let's accept that cutting remark. But let's rely on him who has all strength. Amen? Let's just keep his word. Just here, just there. Where we go. How we work. How we talk. How we walk. How we dress. How we think. Let's keep his word. And let's not deny his name. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. And Lord, we want to be honest with you. We need your blessings. The having the little strength part, boy, that's probably the easiest of all these three things. Because all we got to do is look around and we'd be foolish to claim something we do not have. Lord, I pray that we would just keep your word and that we would not deny your name. Lord, there's some blessings that you've promised to this church. And Lord, we've seen the doors that you've opened for us. But we don't want to just talk about the past. We want to move forward in the future. We do not want great things so we can say, well, look at us. Because we have a little strength. We want to see you do great things so we can tell people to look at you. We ask that you would do your work in our midst. You would encourage us to keep your word. You would strengthen us not to deny thy name. Lord, you would bless us that we may be your servants. In Jesus' name we pray. And before we finish that prayer, before we say amen, just in a few moments of silence here, we won't have any music tonight. But just in a few moments of silence, we'd like to open the altar if you need to come and pray. Now's the time to do so. Let's not be long tonight. If you need to come, just step out.
All God's people said, Amen. All right. Um, I want to share just a couple very serious requests with you. Some of you may know this. Uh, last week, Shirley went in for surgery. That's George's wife. And um, they did find cancer. Uh, we need to be in prayer for her. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, at this point, uh, the doctor said it's non-invasive. It hasn't spread. But they're still going to have to do further tests. There's going to be further surgery. There's going to be further treatments. Uh, right now, there's uh, just a little confusion with uh, between the surgeons. One surgeon has left the country on vacation, and the other one is leaving the country, and they're back and forth and can't get things together. And uh, if you could only um, imagine, uh, you know, how waiting just makes it worse. And so, uh, would you please pray for Shirley, that uh, God would comfort her, that he would give her his strength to go through this situation. And uh, Brother George, you let us know if there's anything we can do. Um, if we need to schedule some meals just to help out, different things, you let us know and we'll, we'll do what we can. Uh, it won't be lumpy if it comes from us, but... Uh, but uh, maybe some chicken soup or something. But uh, we'll uh, please keep uh, Shirley in prayer, if you would. Uh, please keep Candy in prayer uh, with this situation with her housing and things. And um, I thought there was one other. Uh, I know I want. Uh, we need your prayers tomorrow. Um, we have just figuring out the, the pastor, Brother Monette. He's the one that's coming down a week from Monday to do the taping in our, on our walls the week before the men's conference. And, uh, so, um, and he's bringing three men with him, bringing a crew down here. Uh, they're, they're coming down at their own expense. Uh, he doesn't know that we're paying his hotel bill. He thinks he's paying his hotel bill. We'll fight over that later. He's a tough guy to argue with. And, uh, but um, they're, they're coming down to help us. Uh, if we tried to hire somebody in to do that work, I mean, we're talking literally thousands of dollars to do it. We have the tile man supposed to come a week from this coming Friday. And uh, he's going to replace the lobby and the bathrooms. And how many of you really appreciate those beautiful stairs going down to the basement? Isn't that a wonderful thing? I mean, I think we have the ugliest set of stairs that uh, uh, I have seen in an awful long time. And he's going to fix those. Uh, we're going to put a non-slip tile on there that's going to last for... Years and years and years and years, he said, if we get the right kind. So you pray that we have wisdom. But we have to have everything ready for these men. Um, we, are, we are looking easily at, uh, by the time you figure two crews of four people, that's eight men for two weeks. You, you stop and just figure out if we were only paying them $100 a day, 
that's four hundred dollars a day for for ten days that's four thousand dollars and the people that do this work get a whole lot more money than that and they're going to do all their labor for free all we got to do is buy so will you please pray that we can be ready and take advantage of this blessing that God has given us um, if things continue as they have we will save over a hundred thousand dollars in this renovation project money that would normally go to contractors and that we're not spending now remember there's still a lot of other expenses there uh, the petitions are, are still uh, there and all of those others so pray for that and keep these things in prayer, if you would. Uh, any other requests that didn't get put down on the list? Uh, Mariana? Oh, yes, your nephew, right? Okay, and what's his? G-I-C-U. Okay. Shirley is on the list. She's... Um, about uh, four names over from the right or three third name from the left on the last line and of course anyone that has put request on here if you can give us an update uh, or someone needs to be taken off the list see me after the service and we'll get that done all right if there's no other requests we'll break up and pray and when we're done and we'll pray together and be dismissed <laughs>